to Charmed Life, a radio show discussing spirituality, magic, and the unconditional love of the universe. Thanks for tuning in. And I'm your host, Trisha Carr. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you are joining us live, well, welcome back. We are back in our regular live broadcast time, which is Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific. We broadcast live from the Universal Broadcasting Network studios in the Sunset Gower building of Hollywood, California. Hi, Jarvis. Did you have a wonderful Christmas, New Year's and all that? And I don't know. Yes, I did. It yeah. was great. It and was great. You, you visited family? Yes. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> okay. How'd that work out? It was lovely. It was? Yes. Good for you. Oh, yes. How was yours? Difficult. Oh. <laughs> It's okay. My mother-in-law does not listen. Okay, you said it with a smile, though. So <laughs> exactly, I was sh- I was uh, was being the light. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm wonderful! Kidding. I'm kidding, but I'm being real as well. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm really glad to be back here with y'all. And if you are joining us in one of the archives, welcome. You are listening at exactly the perfect time because, as we're going to learn today, time is an illusion, and everything just is. We are being. We are human beings, and we are existing. So I want to tell you just a couple of things before I welcome my amazing, exciting guest. And it is all about the Lightworkers Lab. Hello, Lab. Hello, Labbers. We do broadcast directly into this spiritual community, which is hosted on Facebook book. Facebook. <laughs> Facebook book. We needed an extra book today. Um, the Lightworkers Lab is an enrichment community. It is a fellowship. It is a resource for your spiritual development and expression. And it is founded by my amazing best friend and colleague, Crystal Ann Compton. She is a fantastic spiritual teacher and intuitive channel. She'll be on with us next week. So I uh, hope you guys will join us then as well. And Crystal and I are offering an intensive, an intuitive intensive. This is a 12-week program for you to blast open your intuitive abilities. And whether you are a, an advanced practicing intuitive, medium, energy healer, any of anything of that sort, or you've just experienced a spiritual awakening and you're like, I think I have some gifts. I think I may have some spiritual abilities. It is for all levels of development and it is going to be powerful and fantastic. We are going to cover everything. It is comprehensive. An eight-week set of teaching, two live teachings every week, plus additional supplemental training that will be all hosted between a live Facebook group and a student portal, dedicated student portal. Do not worry if you can't make the live teaching. It's more about the entire program being alive and going through it together with a community and being charged up in that experience together. So I invite you to check it out. Eight weeks of training, four weeks of practicing. Four weeks of practicing your new new discovered and new blasted open intuitive and psychic abilities. So do check it out and you can find it at thelightworkerslab.com slash intuitive thelightworkerslab.com slash intuitive singular. We are currently running an early bird special, so I highly recommend that you go and check it out before that special expires. It starts next month, February, the third week of February. So you have time before the program begins, but you don't have time, that much time to take advantage of the special, the early bird special. All right. Having said that, I will also tell you that my le- my website is trishacarcharm.com. I do one-on-one sessions with animals and humans, and so I hope you'll check out my uh, offerings. I have several classes up there as well, one to meet and work with your elemental guides, one about becoming an empowered empath and highly sensitive intuitive. So I would love to welcome you to any of the, th- any of the work that I'm doing. I would love to work with you. And now... Now, I will introduce you to my very exciting guest. She is an author, a healer, 
a channel and a teacher. She is the author of Opening to Light Language. And this is an inter- she's an international energy healer. And she's developed an energy healing modality called Crystalline Soul Healing. She also channels healing energies from in the form of light language. If you're not familiar with light language, we're going to tell you all about it. This is a universal language of encodements that is... you. It speaks to your heart and the infinite mind, and it, she speaks it fluently. She channels Arion, which is the Lyran Council of Time, and they are focused on helping us with our ascension, with the ascension of the earth and of humanity. And without further ado, I will tell you her name. It's Jamie Price. Welcome, Jamie. Hello, Trisha. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, thank you so much. It's really a true an honor. I, I just love the passion and like the fluidity. I mean, we're talking about light language, so fluidity and fluency. By any chance, are you a water sign? <laughs> I am a fire sign, but I have a water rising. Oh, so. okay. Well, that makes sense. Fire sign makes sense too because it's so because you're so passionate and it is a very yeah. passionate modality that you practice. Yes. Well, would you like to explain to folks, actually, no, my first question for you is just, do you want to share with us your journey and the work that you're doing? And of course, get us into light language if you can. Yes, yes. So I was not a psychic child. And Mm -hmm. I love that there's so many different ways that we all open up. And because my opening happened later in life, it's nice to know that it can happen at any time. And one of the things that started happening to me was after my psychic senses had opened for a while, I started getting messages from my guides of how to do energy healing. Mm. And I didn't even realize that's what they were doing at the time, but that's what they first started teaching me. Eventually I started working on friends and family and then clients. And about that time I had an axiotonal alignment And that's when the light language started opening up. Mm. So it was over a decade ago from now, but it just started coming through my hands and then eventually through my mouth. And that was in the early 2000s. And through that journey, I really had to find my courage to let out something that I felt was so beautiful, but so weird, you know, (laughs) let's be realistic. So I was really scared that I was going to have to give up normal life. And of course, what I discovered is a new normal. Mm, I love it. Light language is just a form. It's a unique form of channeling where you are channeling universal languages. Mm. So they may be from certain galactic races or elemental races or angelic races or other human timeframes like ancient human races or you know, future human races. Mm -hmm. Um, And you are accessing something that's very natural to us. But these encodements are a higher frequency communication form. Mm. And our body is meant to do this. We are all channels. And so ultimately, it's just a matter of tapping into the frequency of light language. And as you do that, you are bringing through that higher frequency, which is always love. Mm. And you're facilitating healing, expansion, understanding. It's a really profound experience and something I resisted some in the beginning, only because of the weirdness. <laughs> but the the amazing love that I was feeling always kept me moving forward with it. I love that. What a beautiful story. And I heard something similar to what you shared. You started with, you said, I wasn't a psychic child. I 
I recently, well, Penny Pierce, who is an author, she's amazing. She was on my show about a year ago, and I recently had a reading with her. Highly recommend that anyone. She still does one-on-one sessions, is you know, um, ex- as much as she is influential, you know, in the, I would say, as an author and everything, she does one-on-one sessions. But she's she mentioned that as well. I've heard her mention, I was not a psychic child. It's in her. It's actually in her recent book. She's like, I was not a psychic child. I I didn't. I had a normal childhood and (laughs) so basically I think that's a wonderful testament to everyone this is natural for us which is what I'm always working with people on you aren't becoming different you're becoming more yourself and you're becoming more natural and I work very much with the earth and actually I just ended my meet your elemental guides class and I I, the benediction at the end that I gave was be wild and be weird and ridiculous (laughs) if that's what Mm -hmm. you know be natural though be the natural you yes it's becoming the new normal yes these times that we're in, this this time of ascension, the core of what ascension is all about is becoming more conscious of the subtle realms. Yes. And that's all intuitive senses are, is your intuitive communication flow. Yeah. And so it's very natural that people are opening up to this because it's natural for us. And this biomechanism is made for amazing things. You know, they say we've used 10% of our brain or something. Well, ultimately that's really just what they can track, but we are using so much more because we're communicating on so subtle levels constantly. Not to mention the fact that we have neurites, we have other brain functions in our heart and our gut. We have, and you know, bes- beside just the actual physical brain instrument, there's so much more, our entire body and our, and then of course our subtle bodies are, uh, you know, the gifts that we have, they are our instrument. I love that. And now, so let's just tell people, like, in case you've never heard of light language or heard light language before, it is basically utterances of the soul, as it's as it's called in the Bible. And I actually came out of charismatic Christianity. So I was taught to do some, yeah, speaking in tongues. And it, when I actually, it was kind of, it had become very dogmatic, the, the people who were teaching me to do it. And so it seemed, sometimes I would have some really genuine, flowing, profound feelings. And then other times it was because I was following someone's dogma. And I was like, well, this is, just seems weird or not, um, it, it just seemed unnecessary. So I love the idea. I, before I even found you, Jamie, I had asked a colleague, I said, what do you think about speaking in tongues? Because she also came from the church. And she said, yeah, I think that that's something that we can do genuinely, but we have to kind of separate ourselves from the dogmatic expression of it or the feelings of being weird, you know, <laughs> those yeah. the, those fears. So, um, so it is basically how – I don't know if we should do a transmission or is there any other way that we can lead folks into – um, to explain what light language is, or yeah. people liken it to it, it, angelic language as well, besides, you know, any other races there could, that it could be. Absolutely. It could be angelic. It could be galactic. It could be elemental. It could be more human connected. Um, ultimately, that's why I ended up writing the book, because I was teaching people to do light language. And I found there was so much that because the class is experiential, there was so much that I wanted to talk about it that I ended up writing the book because Mm -hmm. it really indicates, it's not necessary for ascension, but it really indicates how we are transforming. It's a very obvious part of it. And the, when you tie it into quantum mechanics, quantum physics, 
the, our psychic senses. There's so much depth of knowledge there of what it is. But ultimately, all you're doing is a unique form of channeling or a unique form of connection where you're allowing information flow in the form of light and sound mm. to come through you and anchor here on earth. Yes. And we have semblance of this in our other forms of communication, even body language, mm. you know, to cross your arms, it says a lot, but uh, the, the actual words that you're saying, that's only a little part of what's coming out of your what's what the whole communication is. Absolutely. And that's how light language is. It's a vast amount of information in a very short time frame because we're using more of that the, the brain, the subtle bodies, the intuitive communication flow. So it's really exciting because it indicates with um, so many people opening up to it and becoming interested in it. And it's stepping outside of that, that uh, the box of religion, which, which actually fostered it, you mm -hmm. know, that's not better than mm -hmm. because inside that box or outside of that box, it could become dogmatic, but it, it, was a really lovely thing that they kept alive. And uh, now we're starting to blend it with scientific understanding that we have, which is why we call it light language, because yes. light is quantum. And that's the same functionality with that communication. There's vast amounts of information in that flow. So what you resonate with is what's going to come through you or what you'll be drawn to. So you might feel uh, more drawn to angelic languages or more drawn to galactic languages. So it's interesting to watch those things of what you're feeling and what you're sensing, because ascension is all about your own empowerment and your own discernment. I have a question about, uh, you know, as we ascend, you know, there are some ascended races, for example, like the Essasani, who use telepathy now. They don't really use that much language, as I understand. And... So how how does the how does light language versus telepathy fit into us ascending? You know, I, I could actually see that light language is a step toward using less verbal communication and using the the fullness of our telepathy, which is something that I teach as well. So yeah, can you speak to that? Absolutely. So that that's a really wonderful way of saying it that light language is a bridge. Mm. And um, when you really start diving into it, you can see how it's taking our linear communication and even our subtle communication, like arms crossed mm -hmm. speaks volumes. <laughs> uh, it's taking our subtle and our linear communication to new levels. And it's bridging more and more subtle communication. Mm. So telepathy is another example of that where you can linearly communicate thought to thought. Mm -hmm. Or there's a broader version of that where you communicate energetically, but there's a bigger download of information. And so even that has its nuances of linear and nonlinear. And that's what we're blending that's so exciting right now is from this very linear focus, the nonlinear was always there. We've always had the subtle bodies. We've always had the intuitive capabilities. Now they're becoming more conscious and more available. Mm. So we bridge that linear and nonlinear by taking steps. In, in my book, there's like one sentence that says, 
we could go very broad and actually say everything is light language sure. because light is information and language is communication. So ultimately it all falls into that. But if you just go there, then you don't understand it from this human physical standpoint. You, you build on those understandings and the experiences and then it becomes something tangible and you keep expanding from there. That's great. Well, I, I've, all, I've wondered, you know, as we look to ascended races that are connecting with us to help us with our ascension, and there are things like they don't speak, or, or maybe they primarily use telepathy, and they don't eat, and it's kind of like, well, but I like those things a little bit. <laughs> I just want to add. I want to add to it. So <laughs> I imagine light language, even if we evolved past needing, needing, relying upon spoken language and being a bit more like, you know, like animals, they're mostly telepathic. They primarily use telepathy, but they still use vocalizations as well. You know, a lot of them, not necessarily all of them. But light, but light language could be something that is, I guess it's, it's like a, a dance or a song that we could be sharing. That sounds yeah. really wonderful. Well, let's talk about the, uh, about Arion, the Lyran Council of Time, whom mm-hmm. you channel. And Arion is the name, is, is the, is the name of the collection, right? It's not the name yes. of an individual. Ariane is, is their name, and, and they actually came up with that name. When they first came to me, they said, we're the Laren Council of Time, and we'd like you to channel us directly, nice. because I'd been working with them for a long time. Um, and I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, I'd already worked with them, and I noticed they were starting to form a name. And even one of my friends that knew nothing about it said, I see this energy in your fields, and I feel like they're wanting to communicate and creating a name. So Ariane represents... Uh, when they finally completed the name and they showed it to me, the AR represents air because Mm -hmm. their main focus to help us with is bridging the subtle subtle bridge that they call it, our thoughts and our emotions Mm -hmm. with our physical experience. Mm -hmm. So how do we use our biomechanism that's already here and expand that so that we are flowing well with ascension? Mm -hmm. And then of course, Eon, it's kind of a no-brainer time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the interesting thing was they said, now spell it backwards. Mm-hmm. And when you spell it backwards, it spells no era, timeless. Yeah. Wow. Like, oh, my God. That's cool. <laughs> you are the lyric of the time. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> That's so awesome. Their, their focus, and, and they, I say they are relentless about it, is how to help us shift our perceptions and shift our understanding. So they begin every channeling with um, talking about the power of our awareness, Mm. that that is ultimately the key to what we're learning with Ascension is the power of our subtle communication and how we can shift things with a look or a smile or compassion Um, But there's so many applications to that. How do we shift our thoughts about ourselves? Mm. How do we shift our thoughts about our problems, the challenges that we want to overcome? Because the, the progress that we're going through, it is all about either love leads or fear continues to lead. Mm. And when when the light workers become empowered, those that are I term a light worker as someone who is consciously working on their self-empowerment or consciously working on improvement for themselves and ultimately the life. Everyone else. Um, yeah. And, and 
there are so many people that are light workers that that aren't consciously doing it with that label, but they're still doing it. Sure. So when we start consciously really um, using that power of love that's within us, that's when things really start to change. And so they relentlessly help us shift perspective and and shift emotions and and work with us to um, really become empowered from within because ultimately ascension is an inner job. Right. Beautiful. Now, can the Lyran Council of Time, uh, Ariane, are they physical or are they, uh, what, de- what density are they? Are they physical they are, still? They are, non- they are non-physical and they are actually a range of densities, oh. but their main density is fifth density. Okay. And so they are no longer in physical form and they, um, there is variations of how they connect so that they are transducing the information down into our um, understanding. That just reminded me exactly what I do with animal communication and nature communication. You know, I, I can I perceive the information telepathically or telempath, telempathically or whatever it is, but mm-hmm. the in order to help other humans to understand it, I have to take it from that nonlinear and make it linear. Not yeah. only make it linear into something I can actually say with words, but also make it into something that a human can understand the perspective mm-hmm. of. And so there's a lot of metaphors used, you know, and yes. a lot. That's, it's interesting. In order to make it more linear, you have to use a lot more words sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wonderful. Okay. So the um, and the Lyran, and so they are also. I was wondering, are they? from many are they from vega or just many of the bodies or do how do they orient to the actual physical to the to the actual planets in the Lyran Mm. constellation um so the the way that they explain it to me is because they span time and they span densities Mm -hmm. that it's not that they're all on lyra or just from lyra because Mm -hmm. they that is the core of this human track Yes. And that's why they identify as Lyran, because it's ultimately for our uh, completion of our human track and not completion like it's done, but completion in continuing to move to the next level yes. from this human standpoint. Are there still a third density um, physicalized beings in the Lyran constellation that like the lion people, are they still existing in those different constellations as well? There, there is still life in the Lyran constellation. Third density, I'm not certain about. I'd have to ask. Physicalized, you know what I mean? Like or third slash fourth. Yeah, there's not, there's fourth. There's not third density okay. from the information that I'm getting. Okay, okay. Nice. What? I never asked that question before. I knew there was beans there still. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, one last question in, in before we maybe do a transmission. That would be wonderful. Mm-hmm. And uh, that question is, so, you know, the, the Lyrans, as I understand, are kind of like the, almost like the genesis of, of the cedars and for not just Earth, but some of the other um, star systems, I would say. Is that right? Is that accurate or something like that? There are other races that I feel came before the Lyrans okay. in that uh, incarnation that, that really started this human track. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like they have had other incarnations that they might identify as similar to Lyrans, but not necessarily in the Lyran constellation or, or 
with that direct DNA form. Right. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. Well, also what was coming through when you were saying that is sort of like, but again, remember, which which timeline are you looking at? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we're talking about timelessness. Yes. Yes. And, yeah. and kind of like that. Who's are you? You or are you your guide? In, in the <laughs> I know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> People ask me, you know, when they're just starting to open up, they're like, is it I don't know if it's clairvoyance or my imagination. And I'm like, it's a fine line. I'm not I'm not saying that we it's either you're creating or you're receiving, but you're using the same mechanism. So you have to yeah. kind of enter into the subtlety of it with, mm-hmm. you know, with acceptance, you know, stop asking the question, stop being concerned about the question if you're just right, seeking right. love. Actually, one I said one more question, but I one 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 more question <laughs> was we are ascending now. Are we are uh, some people say that we're having a double dimensional or double density shift. We're shifting to fourth, fifth. So, and that makes sense to me because we're already third, fourth. I what what is your information on that, or how can you inform on that? My information on that is. It could be semantics with someone as well, but my information on that is moving to fourth density has a span within it that someone else may categorize as fifth density or fifth dimensional or sixth dimensional. But from my understanding, we are just moving truly in this physical expression to fourth density. And the way I teach density is that it's, it's, it's a continuum, just like a color spectrum. So there's a point on the continuum where indigo and purple are really bleeding one to the other. And exactly. it's just what you call it then. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. Well, that, that, do, would you like to share a transmission? Is that? Uh, yes, let's do time? some light language. Okay, and well. so I'd like to prep everyone just a little bit. Um, first of all, your higher self is always activating the encodements to you for you. I'm not doing something to you. I'm not deciding what you're going to release or activate. That's for your higher self. You'll receive the encodements and then your higher self will adjust them for you. Mm. And what I'd like to do is set an intention for this transmission that we're connecting our heart and our mind. Because as I was sitting in meditation before our call, that's what I got to focus on because that is a core piece of our ascension really honoring the brilliance of the mind, but letting it follow that infinite, brilliant heart. Mm. And you're welcome to watch me. I got over looking weird a long time ago. (laughs) But what I recommend is that you look within and notice what you're feeling and what you're sensing. So rather than trying to define what I'm saying, what are you sensing? Do you have any physical sensations going on? Um, Do you have any psychic impressions like seeing colors or sensing a being? Um, Do you have any thoughts or emotions that are arising that are a little out of the ordinary? Um, So just watch some of those things and see what you notice while I do the transmission. Thank you. So taking a nice, deep and relaxing breath. San jura sayik tarumak ikua. Sanja ruma hil na udet. 
M. Sanastum Daruak El Eshturnesuk Tariat M. No matiru ua. Hanjura saktir at ilele shteru makia suk. Hanjuru set nima hirut eu. Tam ur mayak taru. Kan zerashterek erklel im surkmat. Janes et iru hatiel nima. Wet uskor. Hatsuko. Ah, suko. Ah, suko. Wenishturus ua. Handus ikniruma. Den esur nektiru um, jerus ektiru ut lel hinestur sekirum. Anushtaruka sektaret ilarashtaim, man surakat irushtaret esukual, shan surakat inihisurumat irashtaru ut, deretet in hekirumat ilele im, jerusakturumat, and ne ruka ua. Ananta. Zawa. Yusutsukua, shansukua, hindur, makii, jensukur, it nihii, ye, yu. Uheru, rarat, nesukua, an, shteratet, ilam. Emeek, tirekea, shtut, sarukat, nima, ya. Jane, tirwa. Ashurkuts ut serumakiru at iratail, jan zerknet eruhat nemasukuam et susum deru. Andaru stal esurunek tiratet isur steru ur, daner hurma. Janes aton nem kormat il. Der ustaru hud ma. Good. Taking another deep breath. And I want to share a little of what I was getting during that transmission. But remember, your experience can be different because your higher self is activating the encodements for you. Um, I was noticing a lot shifting from the third eye and going even throughout the brain shifting, especially there were some channels that were going down the, the brain into the neck. And those were energetic channels, not actually brain channels. <laughs> um, then there started being a lot of focus around the heart. And it was interesting to notice that the energies were changing sometimes for very short periods of time and going back and forth between different energies that we're channeling through. Um, there was a time during the, towards maybe the last quarter where I was noticing there was a, um, it had an ancient earth feel, but a galactic feel to me. And this felt very Syrian. Um, and they were helping us to, clear and amplify the heart energy because um, that, that energy is what helps us connect and really have that courage to flow with that foundation of love. Um, so that was really nice feeling that uh, supportive flow. Oh, it was beautiful. It's interesting. I actually felt it sort of in the opposite um, order that you, it started in my heart and then it went up to throat, and then it went up to 
like third eye and, you know, high and up in the head and the brain. And I got a little dizzy at the end, which <laughs> yeah. is, you know, that happens sometimes when I'm channeling. Sometimes when I'm channeling, I'll find myself like holding my third eye. <laughs> like, no. Hold on to it. That was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. That was wonderful. Jarvis, do we have a call? Should, would it be all right with you, Jamie, if we took a, sure. a call? Great. Thank you again. Lovely. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Hello, you're on the air. Hello. Yeah. Hi. How are you? Who is this? I'm good. How are you? This is Patty. Patty. Hello, Patty. We have Jamie Price. Hello, Patty. Um, I was just wondering, you know, I've been um, manifesting, um, you know, financial abundance. um, And I just want to know if you see anything for the new year for me financially. Okay, great. Jamie, are you, would you like to address Patty at all? Uh, yes. Now, I don't do future predictions. I, I actually used to do psychic readings, and I think there's still value in them. But um, I reached a certain point where my passion was teaching people to create because we are becoming more creative. So I will address it from that standpoint, and uh, this will, I'm sure, apply to many because being able to support ourselves financially is so important in this physical realm. And when you can do that and feel that love flowing with how you're creating your abundance and how you're enjoying and sharing your abundance makes a huge difference in life. So um, first I want to start broadly and then I'm going to get into you specifically, Patty. Um, 2018, Ariane, the Lyran Council of Time, is calling the year of amplification. And what they mean by that is we are moving into a quickening of energy, or if you were to imagine a spiral where it's wide and slower at the top, and then it starts to get faster and faster towards the bottom, we are in that quickening of energy as that spiral spins. Mm. And so what that creates is a coherence or strengthening of strong bonds, or we could call that love because that's a strong bond. And it creates a releasing of the fear or the weak bonds. So it's going to be very important in 2018 to really focus inward on your love and your empowerment. And it doesn't mean you have to only think positive thoughts. means you have to be very authentic because that spiral naturally releases that which is a weak bond and naturally strengthens love or the strong bonds. So Patty, one of the things that is going to be very important for you is finding soft ways that you feel supported and loved. And um, I'm being shown uh, animals are very important for you to help feel yes. that, that love and that relief because you would have a tendency to worry. And so animals really help disperse that energy for you and give you that focus. Now, I wanna talk to you about your strength because your strength is somewhat tied into where the tendency to worry is. You have a strength with being able to focus and create things. And you also are very good at gathering people to help you create your vision or help create a vision, even if it's someone else's. So when you are uh, relaxing in and feeling some of that relief, 
that's when it gets easier for that massive inspiration to come through you. And worry less about the how and learn to watch the, the synchronicities from your inspiration. And the way you're going to notice that is either uh, an excitement in your stomach or your heart. It's like the giddy feeling of butterflies. Questions? Mm -hmm. No, no. That's, I mean, that's perfect. I mean, especially that's where I get my love, like from animals. I would love to be able to like own a rescue center. You know, I, I spend so much time worrying about other people and doing things for other people. It's like, you know, I put myself last and there's just this medical thing that I want to get done, a procedure for me. And I just really need the money, you know, obviously to do it. Um, it'll make me feel better. So, um, but yeah. So, Use some of that energy to release the worry, which is especially hard when there's physical things and financial things that are going on. But as you release the worry, that opens you up to the inspiration and then things start falling into place rather easily. And also look how you can blend those two passions, the passion of animals and rescue, rescuing the animals, but also rescuing people and how those two work together for the animals to help support people. That's beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's mm -hmm. really, Patty, and I can feel how you care for others, animals and humans alike. And just um, maybe you can focus upon what could help you is that the way that you best help others is that you are serving from a full cup. So that's actually, in the short term, it seems like, it. you know, we feel like, well, I have to sacrifice. That's the default. But recognize that in the in the grander scheme of things, in the bigger picture, the higher perspective, your full cup is actually what serves others. Mm -hmm. And so you can okay. release some of that worry and some of the... And, and know also that what we always do is actually assist others, that we rescue, and of course we're being in, a bit semantical with the language, but assisting others is the best, is really what we genuinely do, including animals. We assist them because they have their own free will as well. And so we know that we're always partnering with someone to raise their light and we're setting space together. Just a way to shift you into your own empowerment, if those words can help you. But um, you're doing great. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing your light and for your heart. So beautiful. We can feel your heart. It's really, really powerful. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, you guys have Patty. a good day. Thank you, Trisha. Thank you, Patty. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you. Okay. She's a sweetheart. <laughs> Thank you for that. What wonderful guidance. I love that. And, um, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no. It, you know, it is... It is so exciting to see how the changes are happening. And uh, it's, I, I feel very blessed to be able to connect with people who genuinely want to improve themselves and improve the world. Yes. It is such a blessing. And uh, we are on such an amazing path. And it's not always obvious if you look at the news, but oh, wow, I see it. Yes, I know. Well, that's a good, that's a question, actually. I wonder if you could share some light on, you know, as we do ascend, there's some people who, who posit that 
the ascension is going to split the earth into two different realities. And the folks who insist on not ascending will be on a different, an earth one or an earth B or whatever, you know, however you want to look at it. Super bad. No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I could see that, but it, it doesn't really matter because we wouldn't know it then, <laughs> you know, if we ascended and then we, I think that there would be, you know, there are infinite timelines and there are infinite versions of ourselves. So I think we would probably, if that happens, then we are bringing along with us the versions of those folks who are, who did ascend or something along those lines. We can get, you can get a little discombobulated. And, and I think that's why Dolores Cannon called her book series, the convoluted universe, because <laughs> it gets convoluted yeah. when we're looking at it. But anyway, do you have any information to kind of bring some clarity to that idea? Yeah. So the, the information that I get, um, I love that Ariane is so practical. And and actually, when they first came to me to channel them directly, they said, um, we'd like you to channel us directly because humanity has shifted onto a timeline where our information can be more beneficial to them. Mm. And um, when the, the way that they talk about it is... As with everything, it is a subtle shift first and then a physical shift mm. because the, the, the nature of this realm, the nature of physical reality has certain universal laws that affect it until you move beyond those laws. And so they talk about how our shift is much more of a subtle one first and when people talk about the the splitting into two separate earths, the probability that I keep getting shown with that is it's not as physical as we think it is, but there is such a, um, a, a chasm that's created between the subtle that it is as if you're not living the same lives. It's like one person is having this experience and then the other person is having another experience. From the standpoint of someone goes to Earth B and someone goes to Earth A, I don't see it being shown as physically separate as that, right. but that the entire experience is so different that you, you don't have a lot of the same reference points. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm shown. And we already experienced that. I mean, and the more that it becomes a dichotomy or polarized is that that's happening so that we can recognize our unity. That's so, yeah, it's going to become more polarized before we can experience a new dispensation of feeling of unity. I would as the way I'm feeling about it. Right. That, yeah, that's that's what I experience as well. And, and the polarization that we're seeing with people. Um, the way that Ariane talks about it is, again, it's that spiral. We live in a spiral universe. Everything is from the spiral, the Fibonacci sequence, the golden mean sequence. And that, that spinning creates a clarification. That centrifuge in the lab is separating things that are a weak bond or strengthening the, the strong bond. And humanity is going through that now where if you were sitting on the fence before, or if you were keeping something kind of suppressed, you're like, eh, nobody can see it. It's getting slung out. Right. <laughs> so that polarization is a natural process of 
from that separation, you have a new perspective to see where the connection is or where the misconnection is and make new choices. So it's, it's, um, it's a very natural process to us. And yet that inner empowerment is always what's going to lead the actual change. And how, how do we, are there any tips, practical tips, as Arianne does like to be practical, <laughs> or do, do like to be practical, <laughs> they're plural, um, to having these shifts and these transitions and, you know, the quickening and the spiraling and loosening the weak bonds in a manner that is is less suffer oriented, less suffering oriented, you know what I mean? Ease, even mm-hmm. though it's fast and it's, it's, it lightens us to a manner that it makes us feel uncomfortable because now we're lighter and there's less weighing us down. Yeah. Any, any words to speak to that? Yes. So there's a couple of themes that they consistently talk about. One is authenticity mm-hmm. because there's a tendency for us to want to shut down any of our negatives for, for light workers um, that, oh, I'm being judgmental. I shouldn't feel that way. And then we end up suppressing things when in reality, your core that is leading you as a light worker is I want to love life. Mm. I came here to love. It is so in, inherent to me that often I'll cause my own suffering in order to help others. So how can we shift all of that so that it's everyone benefiting So that core that's leading you is, I want to love life, myself, all others, the earth, everything. So um, nurturing the self is what really helps that authenticity flow more easily. And they talk about it as if you were talking to a child, hands on the heart, speaking your own name Mm. and nurturing yourself like you would a child. So when it's in times of easy things and good things, then you nurture and support that just like you would a child. Look what you did. Oh, that's so wonderful. And when it's in a time of feeling icky or negative or uh, frustrating, then you nurture yourself like you would a child. Yes. So that, that you're relaxing into things more and really supporting your authenticity. Because those parts of us that say, well, that's wrong, or I don't like that, that's just an emotional response that if you give it its nurturance, it shifts into, oh, I don't like that, but I can see how someone else would. Hmm. So it all becomes a um, much easier flow with the positives and the negatives. And that's that core of duality. This is a dual experience in this realm. There's the inner and there's the outer. And we see that all around us in physicality. So when you start to look beyond that obvious, that's where you start dealing with connection and something that's positive and negative, instead of being on one side or the other, you've expanded out to encompass it all. And it all just becomes beautiful life. And when you hold that space, that's when things really start to change and people stop reacting so much from fear because they feel that encompassing, loving, accepting energy. Mm -hmm. The universe is so literal. So if we are able to love ourselves and bring that to an experience with someone else to an engagement, then they feel the energy of loving themselves. That's just how literal it is. And it reminds me of one, not too long ago, I was in meditation and, and envisioning 
something I wanted to manifest, something career-wise. And it was big and it was beautiful and it was exciting. And I asked my guides, how do I do that? How do I align with that? And their answer was, love yourself into it. And I was like, whoa, that's not clear. No, <laughs> no I know what they meant. I was like, are you sure I can't fill out some paperwork? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so true. One time I complained to them, I was getting information and it was so subtle that I couldn't understand how it was applying in. And so I was like, give it to me clearer. I am and, a human. <laughs> yeah. And so it stopped coming in and I was like, Hey, wait a minute. And, and they were like, it's subtle for a reason. Yeah, exactly. It has an all form. So it, it's coming in the form that it needs to. It's a tender seed. Well, Jamie, yeah. we are just about out of time. Would you please let folks know how they can get in touch with you? And thank you so much for all oh. that you shared today. So wonderful, wonderful. Thank so you. edified really nice by you. to meet you, Tricia. <laughs> my pleasure. So you can find me at my website, jamieprice.com. There's so much over there. I have a free newsletter that I send out every week and that has free light language transmissions in it. Um, lots of great channeled information and practical teachings. Um, I have a subscription program where you can join my online classes either individually or join the subscription private sessions, books. There's all kinds of stuff over there. And a YouTube channel as well. I have a YouTube channel as well. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you again for being with us today, being here with us today, Jamie Price. It was such an honor. And thank you, Ariane, as well for counseling us. And we will see you next week. You can find us on any podcast outlet by searching Charmed Life with Trisha Carr or my website, trishacarcharm.com. Thanks for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are. 